Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coffee and Pandusse. Hi, I'm Barb Bacon, and I'm a community advocate here in South Charlotte. If I had to, uh, if I had my buttons on today, it would be, let's get some gun control. I'm tired of looking at the news and seeing this. Black Lives Matter in, in honor of our friend Joel. And um, let's have equal rights for everybody. I am a community advocate here in Charlotte, North Carolina for LGBT, women's rights with the National Organization for Women, uh, gun sense laws uh, with Moms and Moms Men Action, and anything that extends equity to all. Thank you. You're the co-host. My buttons are Moms Men Action, Gun Sense Legislation, Healthcare for All, Medicare for All, and also in my heart, Black Lives Matter on behalf of Joe Oldham, who's a guest of ours who passed away last year. Uh, that's it. Morning, everybody! It is coffee and pendulce time, and we have we have a blast from the past back here. Uh, wow. We're going to be Mama Ruthless this morning, and we have been to say that at a it's long time. Uh, we have her pretty face back on the air, and if you do watch this instead yeah. of listening to it on the podcast channels, we do have Mama Ruth back, and it's been a minute. <laughs> Um, but we're happy to have her back and welcome her back with open arms. And it's super exciting to have her 
and her energy and her wisdom back and and uh, should be a fun show um yeah. and we uh we had a special guest host last week that did really yeah. well it was neat to have a Alexa? young person's mm-hmm. perspective um it, it in Generation Z, a student, yes, um, and and how they view things is, you know, they look at life different, and and uh, we're um, old. <laughs> we're, we're I can only speak for myself. I'm old. I'm not going to breathe. And uh, That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, being north of fifty, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, uh, you know, and, and being a part of Generation A. It's interesting to hear how she viewed social media, how she yes. viewed her and her friends, mm-hmm. and so different than Generation Very different. X. Very, very different we, than my thought. Yeah. We use it as a battleground, mm-hmm. um, and they, for the most part, don't. And it's, it's, it's a, I don't know if that says a lot about Generation X, that we're an angry generation, or we've got to a stage of anger, or if they're just smarter than us with technology yeah. or both. That's I right. mean, I feel, yeah, I feel they're just smarter um, with technology, but I think our yeah, wisdom true. helps a lot because we're not that mm-hmm. grouchy as they are. I feel they're more grouchier. They get mad real quick. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we're going to, we'll, we'll talk about that, <laughs> but welcome, welcome back. Mom. <laughs> I'm sorry to be the laugh, but I'm like, apparently you haven't been watching our show because we're, we're, we're some grouchy people. Walk as Jenny oh, yeah, said. I know. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> welcome everyone to Coffee and Pondusa. I'm Christian Cano, along with Jenny Gunn, Mama Ruth. Welcome back, Mama Ruth. And Bar Bacon is uh, off today. Uh, she, We knew she was going to be. Uh, she, last week, her tree fell due to the winds here in North Carolina. And this week, I know she had some volunteering efforts. So we want to thank everyone who's joining us on Facebook Live, but also those who join us on YouTube and the thousands who listen to us on your favorite audio podcast platform. But as Jenny said, we want to welcome back a a face from the past, Mama Ruth. Uh, welcome so much. And I'm going to see if you remember what you used to say. So if not, I'm going to repeat it. So Mama Ruth, welcome. Let, let's see if she remembers. Well, hello, everyone. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Good job. <laughs> That's it. I am that so was... happy to be back. I miss y'all. Y'all kicked me out or what? What happened? No, hey, hey. We're, you were always... You know what? Uh, I feel like Sleeping Beauty. I just woke up and I'm like, hey, I want to be back at Pandus, Coffee and Pandus again. Yes. I miss yes, Jenny. Well, I miss mm-hmm. all of y'all. Well, well, welcome back. I like your hat, by the way. Uh, so uh, looks very, 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 very stylish. Uh, you you uh, feel me going into almost the 50s? You know, I still got some more year yeah. to go. So it's like, uh, uh, I got to get some. Oh, okay. You're, still, you're, you're trying to. <laughs> well, and we'll talk about your uh, we're wiser kind of comment because uh, we'll see from voting data. Uh, what we're talking about. So today's topic that we're going to be talking about actually is very timely. As Jenny, uh, those who uh, watch our show know that we take Jenny's show before this, and she talked about some great things that are happening around the uh, around the United States. 2024 is one of those, it's a crazy election year. A lot of things going on. Uh, and so we're going to talk about can Voto 24, can the Hispanic Latinx vote, can it save America? And the reason we want to talk about this is because around the country, um, 
people are very concerned about the presidential election, but just a lot of elections. And there are some people who believe that democracy is on the line. Uh, if if President Trump gets elected again, will democracy be uh, going to dictatorship and all kinds of stuff? And so anyway, we're going to talk about that. But before we do, uh, only because I had forgotten, uh, we haven't done this in a while, Jen. So uh, whatever you're drinking, salute to our, our, our neighbors. And uh, before we do, we want to jump directly into Barb's current events. All right, here's three Bob's current events, and you can comment on these if you'd like. Otherwise, you don't have to. The first one, in Florida. Jenny, let me see how many I stole from you. Uh, in, in Florida, oh, I did steal this one. A huge upset for Governor DeSantis. There was a person who was running for a state house, State House 35, uh, when we tape this show, which would be a week behind, uh, the Tuesday night, a Democrat won and beat DeSantis's hand-picked uh, person who was running. And this Democrat won, uh, and uh, it was a big, huge upset in Florida. So that's the first one that occurred. Uh, the second one is, and this is just kind of my own humor being thrown in here. If you live in North Carolina, there is a grocery store uh, chain called Harris Teeter. They are technically owned by Kroger, a, a huge national company. Well, Harris Teeter, when the pandemic started, they stopped giving away free sugar cookies to the kids. They have a box of sugar cookies that kids can take free sugar cookies. Well, they stopped because of COVID. They didn't want germs and you know stuff like that. Well, they're bringing it back. So they're bringing back the sugar cookies. And I want to know how you feel about kids eating sugar cookies. Because my first thing was, oh, my God, all these kids with a lot of sugar. The last one is there has been, and we've actually talked about this before. There's a study that came out again. Uh, you know, we're hearing about how all these people who live in California and New York are moving to Texas, Cal you know, Texas, Florida, and North Carolina, some other states. And um, the Texas governor and the Florida governor keep boasting about how it's so much cheaper to live in Florida and California. Well, the study that's coming out is saying that if you move from California to Texas, you will save $2,800 in your state, uh, your your income tax. However, you will pay more in property taxes and sales taxes. So people who are moving to those states are finding out it's not that much cheaper to live here because I end up having to pay higher sales taxes and higher property taxes. Plus, they're just uglier states. That's just me. Anyway, so um, those are the three. Jenny, as usual, we'll let you start. What do you What do you want to say about those three? Well, uh, first of all, Texas and Florida not having an income tax also makes sure that guarantees that you're going to have the more regressive taxes, the ones that penalize yep. the poorest people. So mm -hmm. high sales tax, high property taxes, which affects seniors, and a lot of lower income families with higher rents and higher mortgages, you know, the, the more marginalized people always get affected with these policies because not having an income tax only favors the wealthy. The, you know, they're the ones that want to pay hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in taxes, like an Elon Musk 
relocated to Austin, Texas as a tax, tax dodge. Let's just say what it is. He didn't want to pay the California income tax. Um, but the downside is you still, it's, it's anyway money. Some way, somehow, you still got to pay for bridges and roads and schools and infrastructure and all that. There's no free lunch. And so they do this, this rope-a-dope, this, this illusion shell game with taxation yep. and revenue. And it's one of the reasons that Florida has so many problems with high property tax or high property insurance costs. Exactly. There's a lot yeah. of reasons. There's there's a significant issues, um, and it's not cheap to live in Houston or Dallas anymore. Yeah. It, it's an illusion that rent is affordable there. It's, there may be some areas of that deal, but for the most part, rent is very very high in Houston, Texas, and in yeah. Dallas, Texas, and those areas. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of that may have been true in the 1990s, maybe early 2000s. Yeah. But now it's just it's just a pitch that really wealthy people mm-hmm. want to move everything to Texas or Florida, yep. so they don't have to pay taxes. Yeah. And the people that get hurt over it, or their employees, and or um, the people in Texas and Florida. Yeah. And right. having to supplement these wealthy mm-hmm. people's tax dodge. Sure. How about how about the Florida election and uh, Harris Teeter sugar cookies, real quickly? Well, we you know Democrats have been on a winning streak for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, the 2022 midterms did not turn out the way the Republicans now. Now the Republicans have a one seat lead on the Democrats mm-hmm. in the National Congress, mm-hmm. and they're. they're you saw the things in Ohio and Kansas and Michigan where Democrats and progressive issues are consistently winning. And you're seeing record turnouts with Generation Z. And they're very motivated to keep their human rights. These attacks on women in the trans and the LGBT community have galvanized young people saying, we get to pick our future as the youngest and largest generation in America we can get out and vote. Sure. We can change this. And you've seen this happen. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic shifting and the baby boom boomers aren't voting. They're not going to, they're not going to have as much of an influence and neither is generation yep. X. Whereas yep. the millennials and Z's are, are getting poor, very poor. Change and elections. Active. How and I think you're going to see that. And the sugar cookies, mm-hmm. uh, those <laughs> kids have those sugar cookies. Come on. You know, you'll get to be a kid once. They're not going to get that many cookies. Okay. And they can just they can just brush their teeth when they get home. Okay. But yeah, let, let them have a sugar cookie. I love sugar cookies. All we right. Don't like, okay. You're a communist. That's if you don't right. like sugar cookies. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I've been, and I've been called a communist. Uh, all right. So, uh, Mama Ruth, what are your thoughts? You want to comment on any of those three? <laughs> all I know, I'm taking my granddaughter to get a free cookie. Okay. All right. Sugar cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, when I hear Jenny, Jenny and I, we both share our stories about living in Texas, and it's very sad. I was there in, a, in the month of October, and yes, you're right, Jenny, you know, the pay is very low right now down there. I mean, it has become, I think it's one of the top three states in the whole nation of poverty, yes. and just 
the way they're keeping it so low where mm-hmm. not the middle class or the high class, but the very low income families are the ones that are suffering. It's very sad about that. So people mm-hmm. who are thinking to go and overcrowd and overpopulate another state just by yeah. making an investment, mm-hmm. let me tell y'all, y'all are going to be regretting it because y'all are just going to yeah. be hurting yourself and hurting other families. Yeah. And of course, you know, down down the road in Florida, I, I don't have no comments to that, man. <laughs> okay. I, but, 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 you are, but you are for sugar cookies. So yes. you you think okay? I am right. happy so for I, that to be back. Okay, so I'm I'm going to be the I'm going to be the odd oddball out here. You know, so I want to see it as a yeah. you know, I want to see it as a it, they they stopped during mm-hmm. or COVID season, and you know, yeah. thanks to that, a lot of things were being prevented and not prevailing anymore. I feel yeah. that our country changed completely. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that they're trying to bring something back mm-hmm. to our memories because. I don't feel well, the same anymore. Sure. Well, uh, I mean, no, no, I, I agree with y'all. I just, I just think sugar cookies are unhealthy. So, <laughs> so I, all, all I know, like you're gonna know eat it twenty four seven. No, I know, no, I, I know, I know. All I know is all you hear from parents and kids. It, isn't it always the joke whenever you see a ratty kid running around? You're going, oh, he must have, must have had too much sugar. Right. I mean, you guys were both parents are both are, are both parents. I mean, right. I mean, don't you don't you want to limit the amount of sugar your kids eats? Yeah, so, but one cookie's not going to hurt a kid. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, OK. I'm just I'm being a grouch. Yeah. I I I, I personally love sugar cookies myself. Yeah. yeah no, I'm so a big fan of the cookies mm-hmm. and I have the body to prove it. Yeah, uh, so. And the second thing is sometimes you got to let kids be kids. And oh, good point. Yeah. You know, it was like when my grandmother was dying of Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and a doctor ragged on her about her diet and she was mm-hmm. drinking these little, little, little miniature Cokes. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, she shouldn't be letting her have McDonald's French fries or little Cokes. My mom looked at him and said, she's dying. Yeah. If she went to fucking mm-hmm. Coke at 85, 86 years old. I'm going to give her a fucking Coke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, and I'll, you know, and and sometimes, uh, sure, let me have it. Yeah. Sure. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I can. I and uh, you know, as far as the the data about moving to uh, Texas, for uh, like y'all, I used to live in Texas, uh, duh, uh, and I completely agree. It, Jenny, you made a very good point. The people who pay the most in states like Florida and Texas. Uh, Those states that brag about we don't have any income tax, income tax. The people who pay the most are the people who make the less income, because if you are not if you're poor or if you're barely if you're a working family, you have to buy groceries, you have to buy clothes, you have to buy a car, you have to buy those things. And if you're paying eight percent sales tax at a grocery store, that's a lot because you can't you, you don't have an option. You still have to buy groceries. Uh, uh, and on gas and on a bunch of things on, on property taxes, you may even, as we have discussed, you don't have to own a home to not care about property taxes because you still have to pay that in rent. The owner of the house just includes it in the rent. So if you're paying very, very high property taxes, 
you're going to pay higher rent because the owner of the house is not going to, you know, so it's a misnomer. It's 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 what I called in the sales business anyway. Money you're going to spend the money. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, you're going to spend a certain amount on schools per student. Yeah, and one of the things that taxes is run into, especially, is that their school spend is about seventy seven hundred dollars a student. The national average is eleven thousand. Yeah, they're they're number forty four, and it's because they. They don't, don't they manage don't spend their them. money well, but it's also yeah. an income issue. Is that if you don't, if you have your wealthiest taxpayers mm-hmm. not contributing to their to mm-hmm. their potential, when they're yeah. the ones that can afford an extra five percent taken from them, if exactly. you're worth a hundred yeah. million dollars, five percent is not going to hurt you. Sure, but if you are only making, you know, poverty line yeah. wages. An extra couple thousand in different excise taxes and sales mm-hmm. taxes is the difference between skipping some meals and yeah. um, you know being able to go to the doctor and f- affording a copay if you even have insurance and That's things like that, or skipping medications because you can't afford sure. the medications. And Excellent. that's the difference. And it, it, it poverty kills. So yeah, I completely agree. There you go. But. Uh, Interesting you say that, uh, Mama Ruth, you were talking about how you were in uh, Texas, what, in October, and you noticed the overcrowding, you noticed, and what is, you know, I, I visited, I think, uh, last December, and I, I visited uh, before that in April, my family, and the first thing they told me was, it's getting so crowded that it's it's just not comfortable for them anymore, and yep. so the governor of Texas is talking about, oh, people... The people who actually have lived in Texas longer than 20 years, native Texans and Tejanos and Tejanas and so forth, they're not happy with all the people that are moving to Texas because it's not only do they have so many potholes in the roads anyway, but it's just getting so crowded and and they're keeping the wages down, which means that uh, either you make a lot of money or you don't. Yep. That is true. Uh, I, um, I really came back disappointed looking at that. So, it is very sad because um, they have a lot of good restaurants. They have a lot of good, yep. um, but the prices are so. Mm, I would I wouldn't say average. I would say yep. below average, but sure. then the pay is so below. Yeah, it's not the allowing people to be surviving. And, the, and yeah, the people. Sad. Yeah, yeah. The, the the people who if you ha- if you are very wealthy and you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You're loving it because you're like, oh, this is a great state. But your average Texan is not very wealthy and does not it's make a not. lot of money. So so they're not enjoying what the other people are enjoying. And so and they're is, becoming like a slaves because they're they exactly, got to work exactly. three to four jobs in order to keep up. Good, good, good point. Hey, listen, on that note, we're going to take our first break. Uh, and so uh, we'll, we'll come back and talk about our topic. So we'll be right back on Coffee and Pandusi right after this. Hey y'all, thanks for watching and uh, support uh, local black and brown businesses, including our sponsor, Manolo Bakery. They have some fabulous pastries, food, king's cakes, all kinds of specialty cakes, spawns, and much, much more. Some of the best food we eat in Charlotte, North Carolina. Again, Manolo Bakery, right here with East Charlotte. Thanks for watching. Mm. <laughs> 
Hey y'all, thanks for watching the Florida shows. They've been wildly successful. Obviously, it's a topic that you guys have enjoyed and wanted to know more of. And, uh, and we like talking about the dumpster, style, style, <laughs> dumpster fire. It used to be the state of Florida. And we'll probably talk about it some more this summer. Thanks for watching, y'all. Yeah. Bye, y'all. Thanks for watching. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thank you so much for watching our Coffee and Pondusa show every week. Don't forget, you can watch us visually on our video podcast platforms on Facebook and YouTube. But you can also listen to us on your favorite audio podcast platforms like Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, and all of the other ones that uh, all, your favorite, well, whatever your favorite is. Once again, thank you for watching us on Coffee and Hadusi. We'll dance out. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, welcome back, y'all. And so thank y'all. That was Bob's current events. We went a little longer on that one, but that's fine because it's great to have Mama Ruth back with her wonderful hat. And um, uh, so, listen. Uh, well, you know, we started late know, also, right? That, yeah, we started a little late. It's 925, yeah. so we did start yes. late. Yep. All yep. Right. Um, okay. Oh, you lost my train of thought now. Who was I talking about, Jen? <laughs> okay, the topic. Okay, here we Green go. Green data. <laughs> that's, that's right. Okay. So, uh uh, uh, Voto 2024. This is a very, very important year. And I know we said this in 2020, we said this in 2022, but it really feels like this is going to be a very, um, it's going to be an important year for everyone. And regardless of what spectrum, political spectrum you uh, are on, you know the importance of this year. Jenny has been, we've been talking about this for the last, what, five years, right. specifically four years. Uh, Jenny and I have been talking about this, and we're all trying to play our little part in making sure that we educate people on who's running for office and what's what the uh, what the stakes are, so to speak. But there's nothing more important uh, in 2024 than the Hispanic, Latino, Latinx, whatever term you use, vote. Uh, just a little data. Uh, in 2024, there will be, uh, which is this year, 36.2 million eligible Hispanic, Latino, Latinx voters to vote. That is up 4 million from just four years ago. The Hispanic Latino vote is now the um, uh, the largest ethnic vote, so to speak, uh, in the United States. And in many states, it is the largest voter, like New Mexico, uh, California, uh, and some other states like that. And um, it is and one of the things that we've been talking about also uh, kind of touched on the last couple of years is also in my mind. And I wish Raphael was on today. That is a low number. And the reason it's a low number is because um, and, and hear what you have to say, Mama Ruth, and also you, Jenny, in many of these states, uh, like Texas and like Arizona and maybe even Colorado, and maybe even in, in, in New Mexico. There are many Hispanics or Latinos or Latinx uh, Americans that do not check the Hispanic Latino box. They just check white because mm -hmm. in in uh, uh, like and I say this all the time in my family, uh, Hispanic is not a it's not a race. It's ethnicity, just like Italian. We just happen to speak Spanish or come from a Spanish uh, culture, so to speak. And so there are many fluent Spanish-speaking people who consider themselves white, so they right. don't check Hispanic and Latino. Mm -hmm. So that number mm -hmm. is, I believe, but to go be ahead, fair, Jenny, I really want to say something. 
Yep. People like our generation and younger um, were raised to speak very fluent English. Yes. The second Mm -hmm. thing, just like with any other ethnicity or race, your typical voter is going to be a little bit more educated. Um, And and it's no different with the Hispanic and Latinx uh, college education and and advanced degrees in that community are at all time highs. They've made well, a not only that to education. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in San Antonio, for example, there was a huge uh, commitment to getting proper educations, providing scholarships, really pushing education and going into professions like teaching, engineering. Mm-hmm. If you look at Texas A&M's graduation rates, their Hispanic graduates are very dominant in some of the, yeah. the major university systems and and, and taxes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think one of the reasons they're not checking it is um, it doesn't matter to them, sure, because they just want to vote. They just, you know, yeah. they don't, they don't necessarily. Um, need the um, the recognition yeah. of that because they're sure. just going out and voting, and no, that, they may not consider they may they may just say that's kind of just really none of your business doesn't have anything to do. No, that's a good that's that, that's an excellent point, Jenny. I was going to read this other data, but Mama Ruth, you were going to say something. Yeah, uh, I was going to um, also piggyback on that um, on the Latino voting issue stuff where. Sometimes, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but to my knowledge, the ballot doesn't specify um, the Latino word or it Hispanic. Doesn't. It only gives you Black, Asian, you know, white, right. and yep. that's it. So yes. that's where we miscount mm-hmm. our r- yes. correct data because they're not yep. giving us our space as exactly. also a ethnicity or a, you know, I would say tribe or whatever, you sure. know, just yeah. put, put it there. Mm-hmm. No, that's, a, that's, that's an excellent point. And, 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 you, and both of y'all made excellent points. And one of the things, and Jenny, Wait, are we, are we this. recording back or are we, or we're on break no. still? No, no, we're, 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 we're live. <laughs> we're taping. Okay. Yeah. I can, I, I I can edit it if you don't, if, if you don't want me to. No, 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 you're good. So, I, I, okay. No, okay. I'm good. No, no, no we're, 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 we're live or we're taping. So, one of the things that Jenny and I have been talking about, it's also kind of generational. If you are a boomer, which as she said, and Jenny, you're completely right, their influence on elections has substantially dropped just because they are no longer with us. That's the most polite way to say it. Uh, there are fewer and fewer of them no longer with us. The Gen Xers are considered to be the prime voting age. And they are between like 45 and 60, I guess, is Gen- which is my generation, Jenny's generation. Uh, and I, I don't want to guess yours, Mama Ruth. But uh, uh, so the Gen, they happen to be a very small group of people. So as Jenny said, even though they are the prime voting age, their their numbers are so small. The millennials, older millennials, are now in that prime voting age, and the baby Zs, and the baby Zs are. And under normal years, people would say, get out the vote, young people, but they never come out to vote. For the last two elections, they are voting at 76. And Jenny has read uh, uh, numbers about some of the college towns. They are voting at higher percentages. And so they are washing out 
the Gen Xers, our generation. And when you're looking well, just at the imagine data, myself, look, look at myself. Yeah. I'm, I'll be 48 next month. This oh. is my sec. This will be my second time voting presidential. Cause remember oh. I started voting, voting yeah. at the age of 40. That's right. So yeah. I voted, you know, the first mm -hmm. time and then yeah. 44 and exactly. now this will be my second. So yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, mm -hmm. yes, you're right. The gen, the mm -hmm. gen Z has to not only blah, blah, but they mm -hmm. got to come up, step up, and do their well, job. Well, well, and they are. And, and that's that's kind of what the numbers are showing. And I think Jenny has read that data. But what they're saying is the people who most identify as Hispanic or Latino or Latinx, whatever term you use, uh, Tejano, Tejana, Chicana, Ch Chicano, Chicana, uh, the people who most identify are not boomers and they're not Gen Xers. They're millennials mm -hmm. and the younger, the younger Hispanic people are the ones that are are embracing their culture, and they're the ones that are saying, "Yes, I'm Latino, I'm Hispanic, I'm Chicana, I'm whatever," and they're the ones that are showing up in the numbers, and they are overwhelmingly voting more progressive, and they're voting at higher percentages. So, what mm -hmm. the Pew Institute is saying is they are going to make a huge difference in not only the national election, but they will be making differences in California. Texas, Florida, New York, Arizona, and uh, North Carolina. The young voter uh, is going to be making a difference. And I would argue, and I'm going to hear what you have to say about this, Jenny, not only the young voter, but the young woman voter is going to make a huge difference in the next elections. What do you think, Jen? Yeah, in, in, in a couple of things in play. Republicans have worked really hard to suppress the vote in metropolitan areas in certain states like Texas, for example. And there's one of the issues, no matter who the voter is, um, it just happens to be there's large concentration of Hispanic communities and Latinx communities in the metropolitan areas of Texas. That's yeah. where all the jobs are, but it's also where the cities are just more fun than, than the small yeah. towns. And, and, and especially the young educated voter that would vote, would take the time to vote, that's where the potential is. The downside is that a state like Texas has done a very good job of voter suppression. In yeah. 2022, in a very important election year for like governor, lieutenant governor, and all that, um, only 9 million Texans voted. 11 million that were eligible or registered did not. Yeah, And that's bad math and in an important election year mm -hmm. with a controversial governor that's not been able to keep the lights on. What makes you think that they're not voting or we're not voting as Latinos? Well, I, I think in general, and this is not just Latinos, but in general in urban areas, the turnout's very, very low, just like it is here in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. The turnout rate for Charlotte's abysmal. If mm -hmm. Charlotte ever voted at any kind of level as much as the rural like percentage wise like yeah. our turnout's like five percent eight percent like mm -hmm. we struggle to get into the double digits on eligible sure. voters actually showing up to the polls if yeah. we ever voted at 30 40 50 percent turnout rates in charlotte we would dominate mm -hmm. north carolina politics uh, on the mm -hmm. state level, you know, like for yeah. governor, for statewide or at large things, 
But, but why we, why do you think it makes that happen? Why those those numbers things you, you think is people are not being encouraged, mm-hmm. people are being just um I would say mentally don't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. They just don't they gave up or yep. what makes us think what can we do cuz we've done a lot. I feel yep. that especially in Charlotte, we keep our yep. campaigns open, we try to educate, mm-hmm. we do a lot of civic. We do mm-hmm. So much, but people will not get out of their freaking seats and get yeah. out of the door and go and vote. That's a good so, point. There's a, there's a lot of barriers for a lot of people um, to vote. You know, limited voting hours, the the complications with mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. um, the overall disinformation about voting. Mm-hmm. Um, Republicans have done an exceptional job at keeping urban areas turn out low nationally in general mm-hmm. but especially in purple and red states and it's how they keep them purple and red is yeah. making sure that the predominantly red counties have that are typically rural and mm-hmm. countryside have an exceptionally high turnout and that cities like houston and dallas and charlotte have really historically low turnouts and in there's just a lot of ways of doing it. If you have lim- like this last city election, they mm. they limited how many polling places they were. They mm. took it from like 35 or 40 polling places to like 20 or 18. Um, you can limit the hours. Maybe not enough can- volunteers. Maybe not even yeah, that must be also. I yeah. mean, we're talking about a Democratic Party, mm-hmm. but. They might not count. I mean, I guess their attitudes or whatever they have mm-hmm. personally does limits people to come into the door and volunteer to do the extra time mm-hmm. to do the extra to go the extra mile. Because I'm I'm it, pretty sure there's schools that mm-hmm. are offered to to have the voting choices. Sure. Yeah, but they well, probably rejected them. But the election boards are always bipartisan, so they're uh, mm-hmm. nonpartisan. So you have you have to have a re- Republican participation. You also have to have the budget for it. And sure. if the state, if the state, for example, is not funding that stuff for the, mm-hmm. so we, we don't need to spend that much money on that many polling places. 20 will do. Um, it also causes logistical issues where people go, I'm not going to bother having that same place I vote at every time. I'm just not going to show up. And you yeah. saw the elections. Yeah. What was it? Only a few. There was a very low yeah. turnout. It was very, it was very, very few. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, hey, hey, hold on one second, Jen. I, I'm going to ask you a, a question, and, and I don't expect you to have all the answers uh, uh, for to solve the world's problems, but I do. So uh, when I come back, I'll ask you that question, uh, uh, especially about how to, how we're going to get or how to get the urban vote out. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we come back on Coffee and Pondusi right after this. Hi, I'm Christian Cato. Thank you so much for joining us on Coffee and Panduce. And also, thank you so much for watching us on Facebook and on YouTube. But also, don't forget, you can actually listen to us on your favorite audio podcast platform like Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podcast Chaser, and others. Once again, thank you for so much for watching us and listening to us on Coffee and Panduce. Have a great day. 
Well, welcome back, everyone. Great conversation. Uh, and Mom Ruth, you touched on a question I think is everyone's been asking. What do we need to do to get these urban voters, as Jenny said, in here in the state that we're in, in North Carolina, if Charlotte, the Charlotte region and the Raleigh-Durham region and the Asheville region, if they got the vote out 10% higher, let's say 30, 40, 50%, it wouldn't make any difference what the rural areas voted for because those three areas would determine every state right race because there are so many voters in this area. And the big question is, what are we doing? What can we do to get the vote out to get higher? They were having the same challenge in Georgia. We're in the Atlanta area and also in their, their big area, Gainesville, like their college area, uh, uh, whatever the area is, Athens. What do we do to get the vote out to elect Senator Warren and uh, uh, the other senator? And they were able to increase their Atlanta voter percentages 5%, which elected two Senate Democrats statewide uh, because it, 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 it squashed the suburban vote that was voting for the Republicans. So that's a good point. But one of the things that I've noticed the differences in the philosophy the way the Republicans think is if you don't take the time to go out to vote, you shouldn't be able to vote. That's their philosophy. So they create all kinds of obstacles because they see it as, okay, if you can overcome this obstacle, if you can up jump this hoop, then okay, you can vote. Democrats see, I need to make it as easy as someone to vote because it's your right to vote. And so there's a difference in philosophies. And uh, as uh, Jenny, you know, I, I don't know, what do you think the, I know there's no magical answer, but how do we increase the vote in these urban areas that are so low? I mean, I know people. Well, we Democrats have got to own their own part in this. And so we, sure. we, we can use the excuses of voter ID laws and we can yeah. do all the things, but quite frankly, a lot of that is misinformation or overblown it's not that much harder to vote in North Carolina than it was four years ago. Sure. And, 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 but you wouldn't know that. And Democrats have put too much of a emphasis on pushing back on these yes. changes instead of just saying, Hey, the water's fine. Come out and vote. It's not that big exactly. of a deal. We'll show you the steps. We're not going to where the voters are at. We're not doing clinics. Yep. We're not doing fun events. Mm -hmm. We are the no fun party many times. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm telling you, even though voting is the right thing to do, mm -hmm. if it doesn't come off, if it comes off as a hassle, if yep. it comes out as no fun, if we don't make it fun, if we don't encourage people, guess what? They won't come out. It's yep. like the old American Dental Association bumper signal mm -hmm. sticker. Ignore your teeth and they'll go away. Yeah. And if you ignore the mm -hmm. voter and you let the Republicans control the narrative mm -hmm. on how hard it is to vote, Republicans mm -hmm. sit back and laugh when we make a big deal of voting. Exactly. ID stuff. It's an excellent point, Jenny. Is, is that maybe voter ID may eliminate five or six percent of the voting. But mm -hmm. if you're, if you're, see, Charlotte voter turnout's mm -hmm. only like seven or eight percent. 
Yeah. It had nothing to do with the IDs. It had nothing to exactly. do with the requirements. If it yeah. dropped from 13% the term before, the year mm-hmm. before, when we had city elections just a year before, mm-hmm. to down to 8%, yeah. that was like a 40% drop. And it had nothing to do with IDs. It had yeah. to do with voting is, is, is you, you created this mythos that sure. you're climbing up the hill both ways in snow. Mm-hmm. Like our parents said, oh, it was so tough. When we used I to walk kid. up with, with no shoes. Yeah. <laughs> if you let the Republican Party control that yep. narrative, when voting is just as easy in North Carolina mm-hmm. as it was in 2016, sure. 2018, and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, and you make it seem fun. Sure. You make it seem um, just like any other PSAs. Sure. It's, it's, it, Texas struggled with littering for a long time. Mm-hmm. Until they came up with the slogan, don't mess with taxes. Yeah. Well, that appealed to the, to the people that mm-hmm. probably were littering, which is which is the rednecks throwing their beer cans out of their pickup trucks mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And they're like, oh, my God, we shouldn't mess with taxes. They yeah. caught on and littering literally mm-hmm. almost went away and people took yeah. pride. It also was fun. It was catchy. Voting has to be that same way. And one of the things mm-hmm. that Obama did nationally in the Obama team and the Obama coalition is they were doing the rock the vote. They were encouraging people to come yeah. out. They were doing mm-hmm. a lot of the things connecting with the younger voter. And so millennials turned out in record numbers. And it yeah. is literally why Obama won the presidency and mm-hmm. why we did so well nationally. And we turned things around. We have to do that every every two years we have to encourage mm-hmm. and build and foster why mm-hmm. you should take pride in voting and not shame people and say we well, yeah. are a shit human being if you don't turn out you're lazy yeah, you're that's good. like um, i'm like no well fuck you mm-hmm. i'll stay home <laughs> i'm just like yeah, i sure. will prove i will yeah. i will if you are going to get in a tug and war with me you're mm-hmm. gonna lose and the so, democratic party yeah. has has done in general, whereas conversely, like Stacey a- yeah, Abrams yeah, down yeah. in Georgia mm-hmm. made yeah. voting cool, and people were yeah. willing to stand in lines in metropolitan Atlanta for eight or ten hours. They're like, you yeah. know, Stacey sent us here. We made it fun. So, and our pizzas and so bottled waters and make it a fun. So, so I have two jokes real quickly, and I want to bring Mama Ruth back into this. So the first one is what you, you were talking about uh, getting. Interestingly, what you're saying, Jenny, is a should be theoretically should be easier now that we know that uh, younger millennials and baby Z's, even without asking them to vote, are voting at higher percentages. So they, you would think that it would require less coaxing to get them to vote because they're already voting at higher percentages than Gen Xers were when we were their age, and so they already want to vote. It's just getting them out to vote. The second thing is, there is this joke, for those who watch this show, there's a comedian called George Lopez. Uh, it's been around forever. It's kind of my, my, my parents' comedian kind of type of individual. His joke is, in the Latin, Latinx Hispanic community, that uh, Hispanics will see a line and they'll jump in line because they'll say, there must be something good going on here, so let's get in line. Hispanics and Latinos have no problem waiting in lines. It's a joke. I'm stereotyping. So my point is, 
we should make those lines fun, you know, and say, as Mama Ruth is talking about, how do we get, you know, the individuals out to vote? And, and Jenny, you have an excellent point. You know, go to where the voters are. Go to South End. Go to uh, Plaza Midwood. Uh, do some uh, uh, crowd canvassing. Get out to vote. After you vote, come and come and let's have a you know let's have a gathering at this restaurant or something. You know, take oh, ten it, friends. It, do a it, hot, it dog, has, hot dog barbecue out there. Yeah, <laughs> and and dismissing the fears of how hard it is to register to vote, how yes. hard it is to vote. And, and, and doing the proper PSAs and appealing, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that Stacey did in Georgia, especially mm -hmm. in the Atlanta metropolitan area, is yep. eliminating people's fears. Because yep. people ain't going to do it. If they think it's going to be hard, exactly. or if they really, you know mm -hmm. think they're going to get discriminated against mm -hmm. or treated poorly, sure. then that's not going to happen. But yeah. we've Democrats have raised such a stink about voter suppression. And I'm not saying we don't mm -hmm. do that, but yes. our, in our messaging, we got to knock that out. And yep. we've got to fight that battle behind doors anyway and in legislations. But if we don't encourage progressive and even middle-of-the-road voters to come out, you ain't going to go somewhere where you don't feel welcome. That's yeah, human nature. Exactly. If, yep. if, if, if I go to a party... And I got invited by somebody that has given me the stink eye and has no yes. intentions of being nice to me. I'm probably skipping that party. So and, that's not, and, you know what, Jenny? I, 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 I've never, uh, we're going to take a quick, uh, our, our last break, but I have never looked at it from that, from that lens before. And you were exact, you know, I never thought about it. And I hope people who are watching this, we're, we're going to share this. Uh, obviously with everyone, but I really do hope that people watch this. We have made unknowingly or by buying into this voter suppression, uh, 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 they're trying to suppress the vote, they're trying to do this. We have almost made it worse by amplifying it because you're right. No one wants, as your analogy, no one wants to go to a party that you're invited to, and that's a great analogy. That's like someone saying, hey, I'd like for you to come to the party, but I don't know if you're going to like your ex who's there. And then yeah. you're going to th think twice. Instead of saying, come to the party, we're going to have a great time. And the ex was never even invited. Exactly. And exactly. There, therein lies the issue because sure. as many places and many polling stations mm -hmm. I've voted, I've voted in Union County and I've voted yep. in Mecklenburg mm -hmm. County and I've voted in other mm -hmm. states. I can promise you I've never been slapped in the face or insulted at a polling booth. I know, let me tell you, I wore rainbow clothes and was just sure. my big old queer self when I went to the polling station there in Union County at that little yep. firehouse. Yep. And those people, little pollsters, yep. people working outside and the people yep. inside, oh, what a cute jacket. And, and yep. there was no, those people are volunteering to help you vote. Sure. They yeah. don't, we, we built they're not there that. to the bite people or mm -hmm. hurt people. Voting mm -hmm. is not a hard process, mm -hmm. but, but if you create such a mythos around sure. Republicans have done such a good job of voter suppression yep. to the point to where it sounds like it's impossible to vote, then they're not going to average person. That's all they hear. Yep. And so they've been conditioned to believe why bother? Why exactly? Why put myself that, that is, through it? 
That is an excellent point. Hey, Mom Ruth, real quick before we uh, take our last break, we don't have. Uh, we're going to go into our last segment. I, I know you've been a part of a lot of efforts uh, uh, in the Charlotte region and, and so forth about getting Latino Hispanic voters out uh, uh, and so forth. And I know it's been frustrating because I've seen the efforts every year. We got to get out the votes, get out the votes, and then it's like really, really small percentages. And so I, I know it's frustrating. Because we know with the numbers and we see the people, but they don't come out. So are are do you see the groups maybe gonna try something different or or what are your thoughts on that? I mean Well, hearing Jenny speak about it and I had never dig into it and kind of see yep. it through her eyes. Yep. I'm not, I'm, it's kind of confusing because now I'm in the middle of either understanding either the board of election, it's kind of sure. stepping us down as Democrat mm -hmm. party or the Democrats or kind of giving up and not showing their power. So it's kind of, you know, because here out in the community, I know in fact that a lot of us have done so much. Sure, yeah. So much. To try to, to call get the people to vote. And to try to get the votes out yeah. there. Education, activities, mm -hmm. rallies, restaurant mm -hmm. gatherings. Yeah. I mean, we've even done cookouts. Mm -hmm. So there's no excuse on our part mm -hmm. where we're trying to get people to vote. We're actually in as soon as they become U.S. citizens, we tried our mm -hmm. best to take them to go get registered as voters. Sure. So yeah. I'm not, you know, there's a gap that I'm not understanding anymore. I'm not sure I, if it's, it has to do with the, like you mm -hmm. mentioned earlier, you said Board of Elections mm -hmm. might not have enough sure. funds and they're not providing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, they might not have funds for only Democratic mm -hmm. Party because I see a big, sure. huge difference. So. Just, yeah, you made a good point, uh, Mom Ruth, and, and I'm going to ask you this question, Jenny, and I know this is going to create a little controversy when I say this, so I'm going to wait till we come back before I say it. Uh, but <laughs> if you like what you're hearing from Jenny on her show, she does have a show that comes on 30 minutes after this show. It's called Two Queers in a Truck. It drops every Wednesday at 1130. Please uh, listen to her show. We actually tape her show before this one. So you will see stuff on this show that I've stole from her show. I say this every time. So people will say, hey, I thought y'all talked about that. Yes, I do that. Sometimes I get lazy all the time. Uh, so uh, this last commercial is about her show. We'll be right back on Coffee and Panduce right after this. Up next is Two Queers in a Truck with Jenny and Christian. And hope you guys tune in. We'll see you in about 15 to 20 minutes. Thank you. Bye. Well, welcome back, y'all. And don't forget to join Jenny's show uh, called Two Queers in a Truck. Uh, she is in her fifth season now on her show. And on this show, we're in our seventh season. So, wow. It's amazing how many shows we've been doing this. All right. So, here's the question. Is it possible... I gotta be careful how I say this and see if I have to edit this. That Mama Ruth, the the groups that I know of here, let's say just in the Charlotte area, the groups that I know of that have been trying to get the Latino Hispanic vote out, is it possible that they are confusing the Latino Hispanic vote with the Spanish vote? So what I'm saying is that. Is it possible that the 
Latino vote, let's say, I'm just going to throw a number. Let's say it's 100,000. There's more than that. 100,000 Latino voters. They're going after a 5% of those 100,000, which are more Spanish-speaking, first-generation Latinos, when the majority of Hispanic Latinos are not immigrant Hispanic, they're second, third, fourth generation. And the reason I'm asking this question, and I think I brought this up to uh, one of the persons who was trying to get the vote out for the Latino voters, is because in North Carolina, of all of the voters, 40 per- only 40% of the voters who are Latino and Hispanic are eligible to vote, which means that 60% are not. And it's not because they're not documented. It's because they're just under 18. And so the majority of those 40% of voters are not Spanish-speaking first-generation voters. They're like you. They're like me. And we're is it possible that we're, it's kind of a loaded question, we're focusing on such a very, very small percentage of people and not focusing on you and me? I don't know if that question uh, was appropriate. So, uh, Jenny, let me let you see if you want to comment on that first, because I don't know if, if, if you want to touch that, and then we'll ask Mama Ruth that question. Well, people that are eligible vote, let's concentrate on that. Sure. Okay. Um, the Mecklenburg County eligible voters that are able to vote, 20% of them are in, in the Hispanic community, the Hispanic yeah. and uh, Latinx ethnicity. Sure. Um but the turnout is exceptionally low in that community. Yep. Um, and, and I don't know picking on that community. The turnout in general sure. is abysmal in, in the Mecklenburg yep. County. Um, again, to me, I don't think it's because we haven't reached out to the right people. I sure. think we've just sent the wrong message. And I think there's many people like Mama Ruth, whether they're Hispanic, white, black, Asian, whatever, Mm-hmm. They've heard it's hard hard to get to vote. They've they've heard from Democrats for the last twenty years about beating the drum. They don't mm-hmm. want you voting. They don't want you yeah. voting. Well, because the, the Democrats say that they're saying what well, they're doing such yeah. a good. It's a self fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Sure. It's just like in sports. One of the things we did. Sports is more mental than physical. Believe yeah. it or not. Because it's based on your body goes where your mind tells it to go. And if you believe you're going to perform at a low level Mm -hmm. mentally, you're going to have a really bad game. And if you believe, if you vision scoring the touchdown or shooting the the game-winning shot, you more often than not, it's called visualization. And we, we become what we say to ourselves but if sure. we create an overall arching na- narrative, and, and since I've moved to North Carolina, mm-hmm. I've heard this. The Republicans aren't saying this. This yep. is a Democratic narrative. Exactly. Even with the new exactly. state chairperson, yep. I've caught her saying this on Twitter. And if we don't, if we create a narrative, it's harder to vote. It, it, it people are going to believe us because they're like, it, well, they're the yep. experts. That's the Democratic and, Party saying that, and, and I'm probably going to vote Democrat. Yep. And you know what? Why would I waste my time if it's going to be a hassle? That, Why the that, fuck that, would I go? I don't that's care a good point. what you do until so, we create 
fun educational PSAs mm-hmm. just similar to don't mess with taxes. Sure. You know, yep. click it or ticket, you know, and the seatbelt thing. If you don't give people a reason and, and, and in the sales mm-hmm. business, it was always giving your customer a why. Why would you buy that car? Why would you buy that timeshare? Why would you buy wherever? If, if it's just like the, my pillow guy. Yep. When he was in his heyday and selling all those overpriced pillows that you could probably go down to Walmart and buy for Mm -hmm. a 20th of the cost. Reason why he sold them is because he made those pillows look amazing. It looked like they were going to walk on water. And so people were going out and buying hundred dollar pillows. Mm-hmm. And you could get a foam pillow probably from Walmart for eight or nine bucks. It's a perfectly good sure. pillow. But the hype around that mm-hmm. made people get out their, their credit card and buy these mm-hmm. two or three hundred dollars worth of pillows. And and it's it's the same way with the Teslas. Tesla's sure. done a good job of marketing despite, you know, 170 mm-hmm. or 180,000 worth of their cars catching on fire. Mm-hmm that their public persona is that they're great cars. So, no, that's, that, that's, hey, hey, Jenna, sorry to cut you off, but we only got like uh, four and a half more minutes. And I want to ask Mama Ruth that same question. And, and I know it's kind of a complicated question, but I, I, I guess th- there's a message behind my question. And the reason it is, is because since I have lived here in North Carolina, which has been what now 11 years in the Charlotte region, the Hispanic Latino groups that I have seen who have been trying to get out the vote, it seems like all of their efforts have been on focusing on such a little bitty small community of Spanish-speaking only, first-generation Latino Hispanics, people who are just becoming American citizens. And that is not the majority of Hispanics. That just happens to be the ones they're focusing on. And it seems like every time I see them, going after the Hispanic vote, they go after the 5% of voters and forget the other 95% of the Hispanic voters. So I guess what I'm saying is we can do both. We can focus on that, but then also let's focus in on getting you, Mama Ruth, out to vote, getting me, getting your sons uh, who are, you know. I think think it's a school that um, started here. Sure. um, And I think it's being followed. you know, y'all remember Oma? She's the one yep. that was actually yep. the one Passed that away. started um, mm-hmm. the voting um, yep. campaigns for the Latino community. Mm-hmm. So I think it got stuck there where it only limited to a certain amount of people in just yes. a certain amount of mm-hmm. countries. Sure. Not only the Latinos. That's what I've noticed. You yep. know, we got to keep in mind that Latin America, it's broad. But yep. there's like just the way we travel north, mm-hmm. south, yep. east, and west, the mm-hmm. same way it's in Latin America. So a lot of these people, a lot of these grassroots that stayed following that old school or just yep. following that range, which is, yep. you know, Colombian, Venezuelan, yes. and not part of the original or the more. I guess broader Hispanic that you're right. Yes. There's a higher mm-hmm. percentage, you know, because there's a lot more Mexicans uh, exactly. descendants mm-hmm. that might have third, second generations that are mm-hmm. up to 18, 20s, 25th. For instance, yeah. my kids. Yeah. I have at home 
four of my five boys are mm-hmm. are ready to go. They're already yep. at that age, you know. So mm-hmm. my youngest one is only sixteen, but you know I'm over here talking to him and making yeah. sure that he understands what voting mm-hmm. is. But you're right. Not they're not captivating. They're not capturing their mentality. They're so not it's, calling it's them. Almost, yeah, it, it's almost it's it's almost like. Um, we haven't learned from the uh, in North Carolina, for an example, since that's what we're kind of talking about, Hispanic Latino voters. We don't have to recreate the wheel. All we have to do is look at states that have gone through what we have gone through. Texas, yep. Colorado, Arizona, California, uh, Florida. Uh, in Texas, for an example, where there are so many Hispanic, Tejano, Latino voters, there's very little... Uh, uh, with the Republican Party, for example, you don't see the Republican Party in Texas going "Voto 2024." Uh, all of their campaigns to get Hispanic voters are in English, mm-hmm. and Hispanics in Texas are voting more Republican than Democrat. And yeah. what I have, what I have always said is, you can do both. You can not only yeah. go after the, his, the the Spanish voter. But also go go after the more assimilated voter because not the only that voter- they can not only that they can change the estrogenics where let's let's for instance they do a commercial of voting yeah why do it in Spanish if exactly. voting is in English they exactly. can see my face as Latina yes. but mm-hmm. let me hey if you're a U.S. citizen and you're older than eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. Come out and vote. Exactly. We're doing it Exactly. That's because it. this is this, this is what I've noticed. And I want to hear what Jenny has to say, and then we have to close out real quickly. Because Jenny's grandparents, and, and I apologize, Jenny, if I'm bringing that into, but your grandparents were uh, were immigrants here to the United States. Yeah. And if, if I remember the history correctly, that uh, they spoke another language. And, uh, and, and I'm curious if, um, would they have been more encouraged, do you think, to vote if let's say someone had come to them and said, I want you to go out to vote and they said it in German, uh, or would they be more encouraged to say in English? And the reason I'm asking that question is because many members of my family speak Spanish, but it's a language that we talk to each other with. When someone else talks to it with me, to us, it's this, I can speak English. I'm, you know, it's almost like an insult. Because it's, yep, yeah. it's the assumption that I'm not as good as you are. It comes off as um, pandering exactly. to me. Yeah. I, um, That's the word I, I was using. My grandparents did not speak German outside of the home for yep. a lot of reasons. Because by the time that they were having children, we were in or in a war with Germany. So there was there was that. Because yep. um, they, they came over... Um, Pre pre World War One, mm-hmm. um, or, or actually, my grandmother came in over right after World War One, but before World mm-hmm. War Two, um, and, and so for a lot of immigrants, they learn English pretty fast, or at least enough. But they 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 typically are going to watch English speaking TV. They're sure. going to buy English speaking newspapers to improve their English skills. Um, so if we're just contra- 
concentrating on the new arrivals, no matter who we're talking about, whether it's sure. Ukrainian people, um, Hispanic, whomever. Um, yeah. You know, that's one battle. The other battle is the general consensus to all communities of having faces that look like you. One of the reasons Stacey Abrams was mm-hmm. so successful in getting out the vote is because there's a high congregation of black people in, in the greater yep. Atlanta area. Yeah. By her taking charge and really encouraging and making voting fun, making it worthwhile and all that, they saw a face that looked like hers. Young, exactly. interjected, professional, urban. Exactly. And 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 it's like the cool kids exactly. are doing it. Just the way exactly. like Michelle Obama did in 2008 mm-hmm. and many of the other elections because she is still involved with that bring out the vote, rock the vote type thing. Mm-hmm. And her advocacy is like, oh, if Michelle Obama's doing it and Oprah's doing it, and if Jennifer Lopez is doing it, mm-hmm. you, 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 don't, you, and you don't have them come out speaking Spanish. You, you say yeah. you have a Jennifer, a, a J-Lo or mm-hmm. a celebrity that, that's in the mm-hmm. Latinx community saying, come on, vote, and then they say it in English, and they don't specify yeah. Spanish-speaking or all that. Mm-hmm. they got to encourage it in a way that is both fun, there's got to be PSAs and workshops, mm-hmm. and there's got to be an accessibility to be able to even vote, and an education sure. thing mm-hmm. that is both fun and informative and incentives. And we've got to figure out ways to make it more of a, of an event that that's worth doing, and yeah. and not and not be guilted into it. Yeah, not be guilted exactly. into Good point. to voting because Except- I can tell you, you can probably scare people to vote, as we saw in Ohio with when abortion mm-hmm. was on the ballot. Sure, but that's not sustainable. Yeah, we need to build a a framework, no matter what the community is. And making sure that one, we see faces mm-hmm. that look like us, yep. whether it's queer, whether mm-hmm. it's Hispanic, whether it's black, whether it's Asian. Asian. Yeah. Hey, the water's just fine. Voting is easy. Here's the stuff. Was, Here's an event yep. where you can come to and get a free beer mm-hmm. or a free cookie, yep. sugar cookie. Or, hey, bring out the kids. We're going to have an old-time mm-hmm. picnic and ice cream social. And mm-hmm. and because we know how much Biden loves ice cream. And, yep. and, and do fun things. Yep. You know, I've sat on many of the Michelle Obama calls and the ones that Mark Cuban does as well to get people to come out and vote, encouraging voting. I'm their fun events. Make yeah. voting fun. Make it appealing. Make, sure. Appeal to the best. Make it inclusive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And not scary. Th- those are. Yeah, you know, th- this has been a really edu- This has been better than I thought. Uh, not, not to say I didn't think it would be good, but okay. uh, you opened our mind on, on some topics, that, and and I hope that uh, those who are watching this show understand that you know we can chew gum and walk at the same time. The Latino Hispanic community in all communities can chew gum and walk at the same. We can focus on Spanish speaking voters. But we can also focus on the other voters as well. But you know uh, what? So, you know what, um, Christian? Um, mm-hmm. We are forgetting a huge community. Mm-hmm. 
And I personally feel mm -hmm. so bad sometimes because we I, I encounter them in meetings mm -hmm. and all these events or the Brazilian community. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're here, yeah. you know, and they, they don't speak Spanish. They have the, and they don't speak Spanish. They speak Portuguese. But it's not about, yes, yeah. but it's not about, yes. if you're in this country, you are got to understand, mm -hmm. once you step into the U.S. territory, mm -hmm. you got to adapt yourself. Go learn English, speak the language. Mm -hmm. Once you become legalized and you understand there's a voting um, mm -hmm. procedure, go out and vote. We don't have to go and speak to them in Portuguese, but we can, sure. uh, like you mentioned, sure. we have to exactly. include them. Let's be more inclusive and into that's, our, I, I, just our community, mm -hmm. our Charlotte, sure. our state, not how you look mm -hmm. or if Jenny is from, um, you know, other mm -hmm. country. No, Jenny, welcome. Mm -hmm. Come, let's go and vote. That's sure. all we have to start doing. Yeah. Good point. Excellent point. Hey, listen, we've run out of time. We've gone over just a couple of minutes, but before we leave, we I do want to. I, I know, but before we before we leave, and Mama Ruth, please welcome back. We want to have you next week Thank and the you. week after, and every week you can you can come with us. Uh, before we okay. leave, I am going to touch on our pendejo of the week. The Pendejo Chronicles. <laughs> All right, here we go. The Pendejo of the Week. We posted an encore show. Uh, this was, po uh, uh, we dropped this show on January the 10th. It was an encore show that we did with Janice Robinson of Red, White, Red Wine and Blue of North Carolina. And the topic was unmasking Moms for Liberty hate. We, we talked about Moms mm -hmm. for Liberty. And of course, through this show, we did this show. And we did that show in 2022. <clears throat> All right. And we and we uh, we did the encore show uh, when we were uh, taking our hiatus. Uh, we dropped it on January the 10th. Well, we specifically bump the show and those who don't understand what bumping means on social media we bumped the show did a small advertising to a specific targeted group and uh because uh of all of the hypocrisy with the moms for liberty especially the one of the founders who is on the school board of sarasota whose husband has been alleged uh, raped someone who's having a three-way and all you know all kinds of the sexual stuff <clears throat> We wanted to bump this show with the LGBTQ community because this is something that has been on their mind. This group has been attacking uh, uh, us, the, this community, for three years, and now it's the, uh, the the hypocrisy is coming out. So we specifically bumped this show for that group. Anybody can watch that show, but it was bumped. We've had people comment the trolls, the MAGA people, about pedophiles and this, this, Moms for Liberty, they're protecting kids and this, this, this. If you see the comments, please understand that the only people that would have seen that show are people that are cruising gay and lesbian topics on social media. So I just want to highlight that when you see trolls following these shows, the only way they would have this would have come up on their feed 
is if they had in their browser gay, will and grace, whatever. So I always find it humorous when we have these uh, proud boys who like to troll us. The only, especially on Jenny's show. Jenny's show is called Two Queers in a Truck. The only way that will pop up on your browser if you were looking for the word queer. You're not going to find it. Where's the closest church? The, it, so I just think it's hilarious that these people who post, who, who do that, they must know that we know how they saw this show. And so I just but want Christian, to... I really, I really don't think they're that smart. Okay. Is well, that somehow... I don't think they understand how the algorithm works. Yes. And that they don't know because they don't see us typing in in our keywords sure. and all yeah, that. They, yeah, they don't know what we see. Yeah, exactly. So they don't understand any of that, yep. and they don't manage their own commercial pages. Sure. And so when they they probably think that, oh, we're getting over on them, or we've got the secret sauce on the find mm-hmm. all the LGBT shows or whatever, and I don't think – they know that we they know understand how they saw that it. This is this is like we're setting out bait with a mousetrap, and then these little conservatives wander over there to take the cheese, and then whammo, yeah. we we get them, and then we make fun of them to increase the feedback, which mm-hmm. increases our ranking in the algorithm. Exactly, and they don't realize because they don't actually watch the show because we laugh about yeah. it on the show. Yeah, they just comment on the Facebook page. So they're falling for the tactic that we're mm. using because yes. they, they have, I'm just telling yes. you from the engagement I've so, had with them, mm-hmm. they ain't sending the best and brightest. Yes. So I, I equate this to, and this is terrible, ladies, if you're, if you're a married lady, cover your ears from what I'm about to say. I equate this to not just a lady, a married person. If you are married and your spouse is on the computer, and you walk in the room and your spouse turns the computer off real quickly. And then you say, I'm going to buy some groceries. And you go and open the computer and you pop up and then a porn pops up. It didn't just pop up. It popped up because somebody was looking for that porn. So I equate it as the, the spouse going, I don't know how that happened. It just, so you have to be, you know, we know how it happened. So, what I'm saying to those trolls, clear your browser, <laughs> and then it won't pop up anymore. So that's how I'm going to leave that conversation. Any spouses are probably going to immediately go to their uh, their other spouse's cell phones and stuff like that. But I'm just saying is that that's uh, well, the people, anyway. the people that watch our yeah. show, especially if they've watched it all the way to yeah. the end like this. Yeah. They're not the ones that are that are yeah. getting upset Mis- on our Mis- Facebook page. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of the people yeah. that get upset on there, they put in LGBT, mm-hmm. they put in gay, yes. they put in trans, they put in whatever drag queen. Oh, they put in Hispanic, Latino, you know, whatever. Yeah. They put in whatever. They put in something that they don't like because they're looking. That for we put in the the keywords. Yes. Yeah. And just like little bait, just like a little piece of cheese on the mousetrap. Yep. And they come scurrying in thinking, oh, well, nobody, yep. nobody would certainly hurt me if just they're giving me cheese because they're nice. Yep. And they grab the cheese and they go, whammo. They well, just don't even realize that there's, that they're. Yeah, that, 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 that we're actually using us. them to get, 
Exactly. Yeah, they, they, speaking, they don't know. Speaking of that, show has ended. We're going to go around the Brady Bunch screen. Tell us who we're going to be. But speaking of that, the next show, we want to thank you for watching this show. The next show that we're doing, I will openly admit, is a clickbait show. Jenny knows exactly what I'm talking about. Periodically, we put a title that is just clickbait. We may not even talk about it, but just the title will get people to watch us, especially the trolls who will who will watch it. The next show that we tape is called Did MAGA Turn GOP Men Into Queens? So we will be talking about did the MAGA movement turn all of these GOP men into the biggest queens because Jenny and I have been watching DeSantis uh what's the guy from south carolina uh lindsey oh, graham. graham lindsey graham uh and, and we ha we have a local city council person here that i was almost going to put the face on our thing but i did not but this person is very drama very and i have noticed within the gop we used to have Mitt romney's john mccain's now Wait, we have so Tariq still in there in the city council who, which one are you talking about? Is Tariq no, still the there? Yes. We were going to say his name or did I say his name? Yes, he is. No, I'm asking so, the city council. Yes, he um, is. Tariq he still is. there? Oh, yeah, okay. Is. Okay. So, All right. I, anyway, so that's the topic. We may talk two minutes on it and then we'll talk about something else, but that's our clickbait. So, just to let you know, please join the next one's show and I'm sure we'll get thousands of viewers on that one and, and listeners so uh, uh, brady brunt screen jenny where are you going to be 30 seconds or less after this show drops just pretty much working and looking forward to february and uh, i love valentine's month yep. and it's just a fun time of the year and the days are getting longer because we've moved mm -hmm. away from the winter equal uh the winter solstice so yep i love spring i love spring forward I love mm -hmm. longer days and more sunshine. I miss the sun and warmer weather. So, yes, South Texas girl here that does not like winter. This is not fun for me. And Mama Ruth, where are you going to be after this show drops? After the show drops, I'll be here looking forward also, as Jenny said, looking for mm -hmm. the best month of the whole year, which is my mm -hmm. month. February, my birthday coming up, and um, just enjoying time, enjoying life day by day. Excellent. Well, listen, it has been wonderful to have you back, and please, uh, we need to see more of you. It's been great to have your perspective. Uh, we want to thank those who've joined us on uh, uh, once again, and hopefully we'll get Raphael on the next show, and also uh, welcome back Alexa. Hopefully we'll get her back uh, uh, next uh, week. And, and Barbara, we can't wait to see you. We haven't seen Barbara in 2024. She's been doing a lot of things, so we'll be having her back. So we're going to dance out, and so we'll see you next week on Coffee and Panduce. Bye-bye, y'all. Here we go. Bye, y'all. Hey, y'all. Thanks for watching uh, Coffee and Pendulce, and we had a good time, and we brought a familiar face back, Mama Ruth. We were not Mama Ruthless. And so we had a great show, great topic, great insights, and all the Mama Ruth wisdoms that we sorely missed. Y'all have a great week. See you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Next up, thanks for watching to our Coffee and Pandelse. Next up is Two Queers in a Truck. Stay tuned. <laughs> Coffee and Pandelse. How's that? Coffee and Pandelse.
Okay, so we're going to, I'm going to read some data and then we'll kind of talk about the Hispanic vote. Here we go. Hey, Jen, that's a good question. Uh, and, and Mom Ruth, you asked, you asked that question because that's, that was the, that was the question they were having in Georgia the last two elections. Uh, and, and, uh, they kind of, I'm not saying they found the answer, but they kind of have, came up with an answer. So I'll, I'll ask that question. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to ask a question and I'm not going to tell you what the question is, uh, when I come back. Here we go. Uh, 